Welcome to Energizing Tennessee, powered by the Tennessee Advanced Energy Business Council and First Bank. We're your number one podcast for news about Tennessee's advanced energy sector. I'm your host, Courtney Piper. We've all seen the headlines. Lithium is a key part of ensuring our all-electric future for transportation. But do we have enough to supply rapid EV adoption? Today, we're speaking with two representatives from Piedmont Lithium, a North Carolina-based company that recently announced a massive project breaking ground right here in Tennessee. The company anticipates the new development will serve as the largest lithium hydroxide processing facility constructed in the United States, enabling the transition to a net-zero world and the creation of a clean energy economy in America. But before you hear from today's guests, I want to remind our listeners about TAEBC's upcoming annual meeting in Nashville on March 7th. This annual event allows TAEBC members, stakeholders, potential members, or anyone interested in advanced energy to gather from across the state to celebrate our growing advanced energy economy. If you want to learn more or to register, please visit our website at tnadvancedenergy.com. You can stay up to date about the latest event developments by following us on social media or signing up for our newsletter. For today's sponsored segment, we're welcoming back Jennifer Clayton, Senior Financial Center Manager at First Bank. Jennifer, thanks for joining us on Energizing Tennessee. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Tell our listeners a little bit more about First Bank. First Bank, as you know, was founded in West Tennessee, and we have a strong West Tennessee presence. I myself am the Senior Financial Center Manager here in Oakland, located in West Tennessee, and I'm also the Retail Market Manager for the Memphis region. As an employee of First Bank, I can tell you that we are here to help our communities from both a person-to-person standpoint, as well as helping local business grow. And we believe that if you bank local, you get more. That's right. Now, what role can financial institutions like First Bank play in building out our state's advanced energy economy? Well, I think we can help by offering financial services and extend credit to small businesses who are involved in the new energy sources, such as the solar farm in Jackson and the electric vehicle manufacturing plant at Blue Oval, as well as financial services to the people who will be moving to West Tennessee, employed by these companies and by the businesses who will be supplying them. Well, Jennifer, thank you. We are so glad you could join us on another episode of Energizing Tennessee. Thank you. Today, we're returning to the topic of EVs and transportation, but with a twist. I'm speaking with two representatives from Piedmont Lithium, a company that's developing an integrated lithium business in the United States, which includes a future production facility in Tennessee. Monique Parker is the Vice President of Health, Safety, and Environment, and Melissa Gordon is the Manager of Community and Government Relations. Monique and Melissa, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. All right. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do at Piedmont Lithium. So as uh, Courtney mentioned, my name is Monique Parker and I'm our vice president of safety, environmental and health. I've been with Piedmont about 16 months now. And essentially my role uh, within our organization is to ensure we get all of our permits from an environmental perspective and to build and develop our safety programs. Great. And Melissa? Hey, good morning or afternoon. Um, my name is Melissa Gordon, I'm community manager and government relations uh, for Piedmont. Been here about little over two years, and my general focus is to work closely with the policymakers and the delegations um, at local, state, and federal levels uh, for Piedmont in our different uh, areas of projects. Excellent. Let's start this conversation off with the basics. 
what is lithium, how do we get it, and why is it essential to facilitating a clean energy economy, particularly when we look at adoption of electric vehicles? Well, lithium is a metal, which it seems very odd uh, when you think of metals in the world, but it is one of the um, metals that we use in order to make lithium-ion batteries. Um, it is normally found in spodumene rock in the ore. Uh, it can also be found in uh, groundwater. So, but right now, all of our projects are based on mining lithium out of the spodumene ore. So it's a pegmatite. It is not commonly found in the U.S. in that form. There are um, deposits in various areas, but the most uh, profitable, I'll say, deposit is located in North Carolina, where there is a 10 spodumene belt that runs north and south through that area. Uh, the way that we will go about mining that in the U.S. and in other er and where other hard rock is done is through normal mining practices, blasting, uh, and then taking that ore, separating it, and then creating it and concentrating it to make it into lithium hydroxide, which is the material that will actually be used within the battery manufacturers to create those batteries for the EV market. Lithium as a metal, um, there are a lot of different styles and compositions that you can find it in, but in the composition that we use it in, in the ore, uh, in transferring it to lithium hydroxide is one of the safest methods in order to utilize, manufacture, and process the lithium. And that gets me to my next question. Piedmont frequently uses the phrase, all lithium is not created equal. So can you break down what you mean by that? Yes. So many times you hear uh, or people may say, well, lithium, you know, it catches fire and those types of things. Lithium metal by its own uh, rights is what we say is pyrophoric, where if it comes in contact with water or moisture, it will uh, start a fire. Uh, but we don't use lithium metal in the context of lithium metal, meaning, you know, holding a piece of lithium metal in your hands. Um, when it is combined with other materials as with the ore, the rock, the pegmatite, it is more controlled um, mineral in that state. And so that's why I say from our processing, we are processing and working with it in a more um, stable manner than if it were pure lithium metal that was, you know, the element on the periodic chart. Uh, once it's combined with those other elements, it gives it more stability. Wow, that's good information to have. Now, there have been a lot of news stories and talk about the lithium supply chain in the United States. We know this is a key priority of the current administration, and we know that building up a local domestic supply chain for things like batteries is going to be vitally important for our future. So can you walk us through the steps in this supply chain and why it's important to have a localized supply of lithium? Happy to do so. So I mean, obviously, the history uh, up until most recent, most uh, battery manufacturers obtain their lithium from outside of the U.S., whether it's uh, primarily China. Um, a lot of that was received from deposits in Chile and, and Australia and then sent to China for further processing. And so that supply chain, that history of that supply chain has taken us to the point where now we've become a little bit dependent on foreign countries. And so we want to transition and shift that supply chain where it is domestically uh, mined, domestically produced, and then domestically transitioned to battery manufacturers in the U.S. And so our project will allow that to occur um, as we continue to process through progressing of the project. 
uh, in opening our potential operations, we see the ability to actually mine the lithium in the U.S., further process it in facilities in our proposed facilities in Tennessee and North Carolina, uh, primarily, you know, starting with Tennessee being first, which is a great thing, and then shifting it and selling it to the battery manufacturers that are popping up across the U.S. Uh, to be able to supply the EV market. You know, onshoring seems to be a buzzword of the day, and it seems like that's exactly what needs to happen with the lithium supply chain, and that's exactly what Piedmont is doing. This whole idea of for a very long time, we sent everything offshore. It was cheaper to do things in China, cheaper to do things overseas, and now there is a commitment to bring those jobs, those companies, that kind of technology, and those processes back to the United States to focus on a more local supply chain. So I think that's just fantastic. Melissa, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, um, just that, you know, we, our, our projects here, uh, both in Tennessee and North Carolina, you know, both of them will play a very vital role in reducing um, the reliance on foreign nations, you know, providing a made in America solution for lithium hydroxide. And that is really the intent for the way we've set up both processes, both in North Carolina and Tennessee. And it, and Monique hit on it, um, you know, this will give the nation that significant boost um, to meet the demand because demand and supply do not meet right now. It's not, it's not, not the same. So we're, you know, we're doing our part um, to uh, produce here in the U.S. today um, to help that boost. Made in America, very, very important. Now, towards the end of 2022, Piedmont announced it received a roughly $142 million DOE grant. I ran, rounded up there, um, which will support the construction of your $600 million Tennessee lithium pr- project in McMinn County. And this project aims to expand the U.S. supply of lithium hydroxide by 30,000 metric tons per year. And lithium hydroxide is a key component of high energy density, long range EV batteries, which we've talked a little bit about. But walk me through some of the reasons Piedmont was drawn to Tennessee. Yeah. So, you know, we started a site selection process early on um, and looked at several states, uh, several counties within states. um, And you know, we were immediately drawn um, to the city of Etowah, McMinn County, for numerous reasons. You know, the infrastructure that was already in place, um, the business climate, uh, the area being known for the center of manufacturing. Uh, you know, we knew that uh, we would be able to work uh, located there. Um but I got to tell you, Courtney, it was the people. It was, um, you know, we we felt that we were at home as soon as we uh, walked walked into McMinn County, meeting with, you know, the city of Etowah, McMinn County uh, elected officials, the state of Tennessee, um, TVA, and so many others. You know, it was a clear indication that um, we were a good fit uh, on both sides. And, you know, being able to uh, utilize rail and highways and riverways, all of that was already in place. Um, So it was it was 
kind of a no-brainer uh, that that was the perfect place um, for for our new facility. Yeah, Tennesseans seem to have that effect on businesses that want to locate here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all about the people. Yes. And I, I figured what you all were picking up on was the fact that we're also very much a leader in this advanced energy economy. Um, you might, guys might know, you ladies might know that we measure the advanced energy economy in Tennessee every three years. And there are over 20,000 businesses that contribute about $46 46 billion dollars to our state GDP and employ roughly 394,000 Tennesseans. So because we have such a great breadth and depth and understanding of that kind of that economy and the businesses and what they can contribute to our communities and our state, I think that just propels that welcoming Tennessee culture um, as we continue to see more and more business activity. So that's great that you all picked up on that but not surprising, I will say. (laughs) Um, Okay, Melissa, what kind of economic impact, keeping on this theme of economic impact, will this project have on the community? Yeah, so over the next few years, um, Piedmont plans to invest approximately $600 million uh, to develop the operation there in McMahon County. Um, And again, we we plan to utilize the, the existing infrastructure to move the raw materials and finished products in and out of the facility. Um, so that's definitely an economic driver um, and jobs. Uh, you know, we're, we're expected to create 120 new direct uh, jobs. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, before our call, we, we have actually uh, made our first two hires. Um, for the Tennessee project. Uh, We have a communications manager um, and a community manager, both vital, more important roles, um, especially at the beginning of a project like this. Um, And part of that with our job and our investment, you know, we're already engaging with our community there, uh, with community college, academic institutions, um, to make sure that, you know, we are creating uh, job and career pathways um, for the folks there. We want to hire local, so we want to work with our partners there to ensure that we can do so and that we can, you know, set up some programs um, that, that are important that someone can take advantage of and go straight into uh, a job there uh, in McMahon County with our Tennessee operation. Fantastic. You know, we have heard from our members, from businesses in the advanced energy economy, that Tennessee's community colleges and TCAT system are really a big, big plus for companies like yours that either either want or need a specific training program that's really custom to your company, or just having a um, general certificate that is required to to hire those hundred plus people that will need to work at Piedmont Lithium. So that is great that you all are, are connected with those folks. Um, remind our listeners also about the timeline for this Tennessee project. So the timeline for the Tennessee project, right now we are going through front end engineering design of the uh, facility itself. And also we've started going through the permitting uh, process. So we anticipate having all things buttoned up in regards to having major permits that are necessary to start construction, having our design and engineering completed sometime within 2023. 
So we're looking at about second half of 2023 to start construction with operations being essentially 24 months later. So by 2025, we would anticipate the Tennessee site to be up and operating. That is great. Now, Piedmont Lithium places a high value on sustainability for the people, the planet, and the communities. Outline some of your innovative processes geared towards leaving a more environmentally responsible footprint and explain how you're designing the Tennessee Lithium Projects for the local community. So this is one area that I get a little bit excited about uh, in regards to the environmental and sustainable impacts. Um, Traditional lithium hydroxide production uses very intensive acid uh, leaching process and it generates a hazardous waste. We have partnered with Metso Autotech and we have, we're using their newest technology that they have where we are going to create lithium hydroxide using pressure leaching technology. Um, and so what that allows is it allows us to remove that acid into the process and generating that hazardous waste. So our product will not be intensive acid use. And like I mentioned, there will be reduced hazardous waste. Obviously, essentially, our process doesn't create hazardous waste in regards to the process itself. And so those are two main areas where we're able to really uh, have a positive impact on the environment, uh, to look at sustainability from those perspectives. Um, also with that, we look at continuously, what does our carbon footprint look like? You know, how are we bringing materials in? How are we shipping materials out? Uh, what does our process look like in regards to use of natural gas and other electricity? And so those are all big impacts into what we're doing. We're using low NOx burners and all of our boilers into the calciner that will uh, be part of the process. All of those things, again, will reduce the, uh, the NOx emissions that will go into the air permitting process that, again, reduces the carbon footprint. So we take this very seriously. And as, you, as I mentioned, very passionate about ensuring that we look at each step of the process and try to streamline as much as we can, but also make sure that everything we're doing is environmentally friendly and neighbor friendly. So looking at noise and, and again, truck traffic and all of those things are important for us to make sure that we minimize them as much as possible. We control them uh, so that we are a good neighbor, a good steward to the environment and one of the best companies Tennessee can have. I love that. I, I just, I, I also really appreciate the innovation, too, that's coming with bringing these projects back to the United States, Tennessee in particular. It's just really refreshing to see because when you're building something new, like a new energy economy, when you're transitioning transportation in particular to electric vehicles, you've got to figure out whole new processes and infrastructure. I mean, it cannot be your grandfather's way of making and mining and producing things. We have to find different ways. And I really appreciate that emphasis on, on innovation. That is just fantastic. Our final question to you all is, where do you see the lithium industry in the United States moving in the next five to 10 years? Any, any predictions? I think it's clear. It's obvious um, that you know we are in a new era um, where, you know, legislation all the way down, federal level all the way down, we're seeing this support um, to help build uh, a lithium hydroxide supply here in the United States. Um, you know, we're, we were grateful uh, 
to be a recipient um, of one of the battery grants um, through the Department of Energy. Uh, and I think that is a clear indication that this industry will continue to grow. Yes, there are, uh, you know, road humps, I will not call them roadblocks, that come with this. As we just said, it's a new, uh, it's a new industry, uh, but we are seeing so much support um, for this industry. So it's just going to continue to grow. And I feel Piedmont will grow right along with it. You know, we, we continue to look for um, uh, other opportunities. Uh, we continue to work with our strategic partners um, in other areas, uh, including Canada, Ghana, and other opportunities that may come. Um, but I think it all comes down to that support um, and, and how we can continue to grow uh, this industry. It has been wonderful talking with you both. Before we close for today, please tell our listeners where they can learn more about Piedmont Lithium. We uh, have a website, www.piedmontlithium.com. We have several email addresses uh, for community engagement, involvement, questions, uh, several uh, places on our website where you can reach out to any of us directly. Great. Monique Parker and Melissa Gordon of Piedmont Lithium, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you for having us. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in to Energizing Tennessee, powered by the Tennessee Advanced Energy Business Council and First Bank. We're glad to be your number one podcast for news about Tennessee's advanced energy sector. If you like what you heard, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow TAEBC on social media or sign up for our newsletter to hear about our events or learn even more about Tennessee's growing advanced energy economy. Thank you.